Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast. Today's bonus conversation is with Michaela Maguire. Michaela is the Artistic Director of Sydney Writers Festival. Sydney Writers Festival recently launched their 2019 program and Sydney shores are going to be awash with writers from around Australia and around the world. And I thought I'd share a bonus conversation that we had on, uh, on 2SER's Final Draft program. My name is Andrew Popel, and every week I broadcast Final Draft from the studios of 2SER in Sydney. And there we explore the best of Australia's books, writing, and literary culture. And one of the biggest celebrations of our literary culture is the Sydney Writers Festival. So join me and Michaela as we discuss what to expect and some highlights of Sydney Writers Festival. I'm very fortunate to be joined in the studio by Michaela Maguire. Michaela, as you would well know if you're a long-time listener to the show or just like books and Sydney, is the Artistic Director of the Sydney Writers' Festival. Welcome, Michaela. Hi. Now, this is, uh, this is your third year. This is your third time uh, visiting us. I and know. I've got a very strong sense of deja vu. <laughs> yeah. But fortunately, there's a brand new program launched last week. We're all very excited about it. In your, program, in your speech at the program launch, you announced the festival theme with reference to, as you put it, the greatest television show ever made. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who am I to argue? And the episode that you referenced, Lie to Me, we see the hero's story go off track. Buffy stops the bad guys, but she doesn't win. And her victory sees her having to slay her oldest friend who has betrayed her. And I am sorry, audience, for the spoilers, but you've had 20 years. Now, if that episode were aired fresh today, it would be memed in seconds with captions like, It Me. Uh, Lie to me, it's such a potent theme. We do it when we ignore a call and tell ourselves we'll totally get back to them. Or when we curate our social media to get just a few more cat pics and a little less horror news. Why is Lie to Me an important theme for us to address in 2019? I really wanted to explore the idea of the truth and how that's increasingly becoming a fast and loose concept. Um, But I think lies are much more interesting. And the particular phrasing around lie to me invites a level of complicity. It's similar to the pact that any reader makes when they open a book, um, particularly a novel. Like, you know, as soon as you're opening that, that to some degree, everything in that is made up. But that's okay because sometimes it's really nice to be told lies and it's really told to be told. It's really nice to be told lies over 500 pages by an award-winning and esteemed writer. But on a daily level, the idea of being lied to and acknowledging that you're being lied to becomes a lot more complicated. Um, particularly with the way that we engage with the news and the world around us and with politics. I think we've all been familiar with that idea that there are, there are different types of lies or that lies have degrees. Uh, do, you, do you see that there being sort of a fundamental difference? Does literature have a different role to play then in the lies that we allow ourselves to be told? Um, I think it can expose the lies that we allow ourselves mm. to be told in a really fascinating way, um, as well as just, you know, like, I mean, fun lies. It is actually a pleasure to be told a bedtime story and a version of that for grown-ups. I mean, it's something that we grow up as children, having our parents tell us certain things about the way that the world is. Now, of course, a festival doesn't happen in a vacuum. Lies, it seems, have actually ceased to exist and everything that can be challenged is now just called fake news. The 2019 Sydney Writers' Festival will occur on the eve perhaps literally, of the Australian federal election. Did that play into your thinking or perhaps even play on your mind as you put together the program? Yeah, that was a live consideration. Um, We knew from about August last year that one of the most likely dates for the federal election would be our festival weekend. So that came into play 
um, in the larger themes that we're addressing because we did want to engage with those issues head on and give people an opportunity to come together and to discuss them and to hear from some of our um, most astute and esteemed political commentators. Um, but on a practical level, we also knew that some of our astute and esteemed political commentators would likely be incredibly busy. So it's been a real puzzle and jigsaw trying to figure out who we can lock down and have commit to us and not bail on us after we launch the festival. So on the Friday night of the festival, we're doing an all-star edition of Insiders live at Sydney Town Hall. It'll be an election special, um, one of Barry Cassidy's last shows with Annabelle Crabb and David Marr, Nikki Sava and Catherine Murphy from The Guardian, which I think will be a really timely, hopefully fun only lightly depressing way to hear from some of Australia's best political minds giving their big tips for election day, uh, which we very much hope will not literally be the next morning, in which case we're going to have to do um, some very swift (laughs) rescheduling. I mean, I guess there are some things about an election that are uncontroversial. I mean, you can throw on a democracy sausage outside uh, carriage works. But then it seems at the moment we have this sense of an ongoing culture war or a new culture war. Has there been any commentary, any backlash around the programming by left, right-wing commentators accusing you of being too left, too right, not the other? Uh Look, honestly, not that I've seen, but I haven't been on Twitter a lot in the last week. Um, frankly, I've been That's a bit a busy. Place, yeah. <laughs> now, if we can come back to Buffy for a minute or two, I'm easy. It really is actually <laughs> the greatest. Day. Yeah, <laughs> Buffy creator Joss Whedon, he's a problematic creator these days for those of us who, who did follow his stories for their feminist message, being accused of emotional abuse and infidelity by Kay Cole, uh, and they were married for two decades. On May 2nd, the festival deals specifically with this problem and a problem that, that crops up quite a lot lately. Uh, in, on the panel, all your faves are problematic. Yeah, there's Ashley Wilson, Osman Faruqi and Estelle Tang, and they're going to be discussing what we can do with art when we find out who the artist really is and that the artist is a terrible person. The temptation is, of course, to lie to ourselves. How do you deal with the art of terrible people, though, Michaela? Uh, and I wonder both personally, but also as a festival director... It's a really complicated question, um, which is why I'm very pleased not to have to directly answer it myself. And I've engaged a panel of experts to talk about this for me. Um, I mean, it's tough. Like with Buffy, I loved that show so much from, you know, the age of 12. And I continue to love that show today. It's made an indelible impact on my life and creativity and the way that I think about the world. Um, But, you know, it's only in the last couple of years that Joss Whedon has become problematic and I find it very difficult to separate the 15 or so years before that that I revered and admired him from more recent accusations. And I think that is really tough to sort of wrestle with your feelings of guilt and complicity and also just separating the art from the person and whether it is possible to do that. Mm, I, I know for myself watching it, and maybe watching other shows, actually, I've been really, I'm really excited when I see some of the other writers' names pop up in credits for, I think, shows like yeah, Doctor Who. And, and like Marty Noxon is doing incredible things as well. Mm. So just knowing, knowing that this, this show was created by a team of creators and that many of the episodes we loved were written by people who are creating incredible art, I, I think it helps me have a sense of of what I was creating. It's a little bit more complicated, I guess, when it's musicians whom we know are are sort of almost the sole creators. Now, of course, anyone who wants more information can get it at swf.org.au, the Sydney Writers' Festival home and hub on the internet, and they can get their tickets there too. But 
I have to ask, can you give us maybe a highlight or two before they sell out? And then we have to lie to ourselves that we were actually there. <laughs> um, my hot tip for this festival is Max Porter, uh, who's the English author who wrote Grief is the Thing with Feathers, which was this terrific, very short novella that came out three years ago. Um, Max is going directly from Sydney Writers Festival to the first Broadway production of Grief is a Thing with Feathers in New York with the Irish actor Killian Murphy on stage in the lead role. Uh, but Max is coming to talk about his new novel, which is called Lanny, uh, which is just published in two weeks' time, uh, but it's already out in the UK. And it's an astonishing, astonishing book. Uh, I read it in London, an advanced copy last year. Um, I read the first 20 pages when I was out to lunch and then got home to the Airbnb that I was staying at and sat down on the couch and I didn't stand up again until I'd finished that book. And that is an incredibly rare experience. Um, it's the story of a young English boy who lives in a village just outside of London with his parents. He's about eight years old. His name's Lanny. He's a little bit strange, a little bit magical. There's sort of some fantastical elements to his life that don't entirely add up. Um, but he just projects as a bit of a weird kid who doesn't have any friends. Um, the one person who spends a lot of time with him is a retired local artist who the village is called um, Mad Pete, who gives him drawing lessons. Um, but the other incredible character in this book is the village itself. There's this English symphony that runs like literally up, down and around the pages of this book, like text runs sort of vertically and in these beautiful sort of swirls uh, where you just hear snippets of conversation. It can just be like three words or an entire line um, from a village that you can tell that Max is like done an incredibly detailed character map but you just hear these little fragments like gotta take the bins out god cancer's a bitch mm. um that just give you this amazing insight into this very small village um and then halfway through the book lanny disappears and it's completely heart racing and pulse thumping and it almost feels like there's this entirely huge weight that's just pressing on your chest until you get to the end of this book. It's completely unlike anything I've ever read before. So if anyone has a chance, I would really recommend that they go along to see Max, who will be speaking on our opening night uh, on Tuesday the 30th of April, and then you can catch him on the main festival weekend as well. Fantastic. Uh, a copy of Lanny actually arrived uh, at my house a couple of days before the program launch, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. I wonder why I usually get Australian books. And now I know. Yeah. Now I know what I've got to read over the next month. I was actually in the UK at the end of last year, and I noticed themes, books are starting to emerge that are kind of trying to deal with the current UK situation, with uh, the Brexit that doesn't seem to want to happen and will it happen, won't it happen. Are you seeing that in some of the writers that you're booking in some of the the works that we're reading coming out of the UK? Yeah, definitely. Like I know that Max wrestled with this. He said that he didn't want to write a Brexit novel, but he did want to write an English novel. And it's impossible to separate those two things. Um, and I think he will specifically be talking about Brexit on opening night um, when I emailed him last year to ask him to talk about lie to me um his response was like oh, you're asking a broken-hearted left-leaning um english man to talk about lies um yes 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 um so i think he's going to address that head on absolutely fantastic so that's max porter if people want more details as i mentioned they can go to swf.org.au you can get your tickets there you can find out about all the fantastic authors on the lineup i'm speaking with michaela Maguire. she's the artistic director of sydney writers festival michaela thank you so much for coming in you're very welcome that's it for this special bonus great conversation with Michaela Maguire. Michaela is the Artistic Director of the Sydney Writers' Festival and she was sharing this 2019 program. If you want to find out more information, you can go to swf.org.au.
Great Conversations is recorded on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at two SER's Broadway studios in Sydney, Australia, and the show is produced and presented by Andrew Popel. If you want to keep up with us, just go to at Final Draft 2SER and you can keep, keep up with the latest in books, writing and literary culture. That's on all your favorite, all your favorite socials. I'm not listing them. You can also click subscribe in the podcast app and you'll get a new conversation every week and special bonuses like this that we release every now and again. My name is Andrew Popel and I will be back next week with another great conversation from Final Draft. Till then, happy reading.